Hello everyone and, and today I'm joined with Jess and, and Jess has autism and she does a lot of work around autism like um, advocating for autism and inspiring different people and, and uh, explaining her journey too. So, so thank you Jess for joining me today. Thank you, I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really excited to hear about all the work you do Jess. Well thanks, yeah, yeah um, I, I'm known online as Holistic Autistic and um, I, I did that just so that people will know that I talk about autism uh, holistically, uh, including a bunch of everything because uh, everything to do with autism, because so much of it is um, behavioral, like focused on other places. And that's yeah. really like not that doesn't include all of it. Yeah, I think I think there is lots to talk about, isn't there? With, with autism, there's so many different ways you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. There is. Yeah, and uh, I may just start off with Jess if you could just like introduce yourself say a little bit a few things about yourself yeah um I got diagnosed when I was I was 23 in August in 2019 and I'd self-diagnosed about a year before that because um for a lot of my life I just I knew that I was really different from other people I had a lot of like obsessions and social struggles and like lack of awareness about like things that seemed to be obvious to everyone else and um like I didn't learn social skills basically until like my last year of college and um when I realized that I was autistic then I I had like a process of analyzing myself and like realizing all this is not like bad things about me or I'm not crazy I'm just autistic and so I started Holistic Autistic kind of uh, to focus on um, people like me who are late diagnosed um, as maybe a teen or, or as an adult um, to kind of like connect and support the autistic community. Yeah, I think I think I think I've seen a couple of things what you, you're doing like on your page, Jess. I think it's, it's, it's really good just like making a whole account based around autism because um, I think, because um, I, I know since I was diagnosed, it's been talked about a lot more um, autism, and I think it should get talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, a, like, every single autistic advocate has, like, some kind of, uh, like, YouTube video or blog post about, like, the misconceptions about autism, and, like, kind of, like, correcting that, and yeah. so it's a good thing that it's being talked about by actually autistic people. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, because it, 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 it's good to know, like, people talking about it um, that maybe don't have autism, they, and it's, it's their own choice to talk about autism. But it, I think it's even better if you're yourself, you have autism, and you, you talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, like, first-person account, like, it, it's just like we're getting we're getting more and more and I love the internet because it's just like a huge collection of all these first hand accounts of autistic people and that that really has helped change the way a lot of people see autism yeah like you just taught to type autism like in the search bar don't you and then you see oh, all these different accounts based around autism which is brilliant mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and like I like how long has like your account been going Jess like um like been uh making that awareness around autism um I I made an account just like 
to post about me being autistic when I was self-diagnosed because I wasn't living at home at the time and I couldn't really talk about it with anyone there. And so um, that was kind of more like for support from other people. And then I decided because of like the support that they gave me and how much help it was for me that I wanted to be an advocate online um, for like people like me who have just like coming to terms with it. Um, and I started doing that probably last summer at some point, maybe spring or summer of 2019. Um, I, I was pretty much positive that I, I had autism um, in April and when I moved back home. And then the, the, about six months later, I got actually diagnosed. Yeah. And, and uh, what, what were your like, first thoughts when you actually found out that you had autism? Well, it, it wasn't it wasn't really surprised to me. I was pretty much like 99% sure that they were going to give me the diagnosis. Um, and when they did, I was like, I, I feel like I'd already come to terms with it completely. And I was really, really happy that I got the diagnosis. Um, it was kind of before that when I had to tell my parents that like all the stuff that I thought about and that I wanted to get diagnosed, like I put that off for like nine months and because um, I was scared that they wouldn't believe me, I went through um, like a lot of anxiety over people not believing me where I was living. And so I was scared about that. But then I found out that um, like a week before I moved away, um, like like literally like a week before I like started thinking, I think I'm autistic. My dad apparently was like, I think Jesse has Asperger's to my mom. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Uh, I told I like unloaded everything to them and I was like I don't I know that you might just think that I've tried to identify with something and that I'm like it, like just trying to like fit in with stuff or blah 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 and I was really scared and my mom was like yep <laughs> my sister yeah. does the same thing she was like yeah I think so my mom was like yeah you probably are my dad was like yeah I think you are and so I got diagnosed and uh since yeah. then it's been all uphill yeah <laughs> well that's all uphill from here that's like a bad thing isn't it <laughs> oh we're so bad at idioms and features of speech i don't know it's just it's just been great since that happened yeah i'm, I'm, I'm sure it's like a, a really good thing because like um um uh, do, like do, do you feel like really like like um like do, do you feel like autism makes you like like a, a better person as well because of all the knowledge that you have with it I, I think so. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I describe autism as like a, a neurological difference as like a type of brain. And that comes with social, emotional, behavioral, cognitive, and sensory differences. And so whether you're, whether you're autistic or neurotypical, you're going to have different strengths and weaknesses and every like everyone does. And there's, a clear pattern of strengths that autistic people often have uh, like organization and stuff and like our, our like honesty and like directness, that kind of thing. And a lot of the like strengths that I have that I like about myself that I think make me um, like the person that I am and make me happy to be the person that I am are because I am autistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree, Jess, and I, and I, I, and I think that, um, like, I, 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 I remember when I was at school and 
like um nine out of autism and i wouldn't speak about it i wouldn't tell i like like people know i have autism but like teachers some teachers just presume that i'm doing fine i i, I was given like 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 the different kind of papers which were not my level they were too hard for me and mm. i um like my confidence I, I didn't have any confidence at that point like and that, that's because my autism because um they say um a couple of people in the class were doing some worksheet and uh, people in the class were putting their hands up and, and they were knowing all the answers and I was just sitting there and if teachers asked me um are you doing okay I'll just say yes because I didn't want to uh, I, I was feeling that I didn't want to make my, myself look, look silly just like seeing that other people in the class know what they're doing and, and I just look that maybe look, look like a fool just saying I don't I, 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 because I, I really don't know what to do so but through the years, I think um, confidence has been a, a bigger thing with autism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that when when you, like, realize everything about, like, what autism yeah. uh, makes, like, how autism makes you who you are and becoming more comfortable with that, then you, you will grow in confidence. Um, when I was younger, then I had a lot of social anxiety and a lot of that I wasn't confident um in like being able to make friends or I would always just like never be certain if people were actually actually interested in me and um like and like at this point then I'm pretty confident in like myself for a lot of things because I'm like if someone doesn't like me then I don't really care (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just decided I also I'm very like hyposensitive to like my environment and so if someone's being rude to me like I won't even notice it I'm just like sometimes I I feel like I'm not aware of enough of what's going around me on around me for me to not be confident yeah yeah <laughs> blissful ignorance <laughs> yeah, yeah I think I think uh, uh, when I was younger and school and everything I wouldn't get jokes as much as I do now like I'll probably take, I'll probably do sometimes. I probably don't even notice it. I'll probably take some things more like um, serious than other things. Like um, like you have these sayings, don't you? You're, you're too big for your boots. Like so, like a like if someone said that to me, I, I probably would think, what boots? Are you <laughs> you're wearing your boots, but it's just those little things which uh, you, you tend to laugh about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I do like. I I feel like you shouldn't be ashamed of having autism. It's just like I I, I always say, it's like your superpowers, isn't it, Jess? Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people, a lot of autistic people, they're like not being open about being autistic is a result of that's like a coping mechanism because they've been bullied before and um like people treat them differently in a bad way because of it and when that happened like if someone was to like say oh i don't think you're autistic to me or say anything of like to try like about my autism that basically i just say okay define autism for me because even as an autistic person it's hard to explain what autism is yeah and so it is, yeah. I totally agree. It's very hard to explain because it, like everyone's different, isn't there? Like, like you, you'll probably have a few different. You will have a few different things to 
like me, for example, mm-hmm. like um, like 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 like, like for one, uh, uh, we got diagnosed uh, quite quite like d- differently, didn't we? Like mm-hmm. like you got diagnosed last year, but you knew kind of knew about it a year beforehand, and um, I actually I can't remember much when I was diagnosed. Cause I was so young, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I, I I do remember it was hard to get diagnosed. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that with the amount of autism advocates like available, showing like how diverse the spectrum is and how like it's it is really a privilege to be able to get diagnosed because of how difficult it can be. That it's good that people know about that. Um, I think that autism diagnosis should be free. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, and it's a shame that you have to pay now. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get diagnosed it's uh it's just mad isn't it yeah I feel like when when you're like a kid in school and they uh give you like a hearing test or an eye doctor test like just in like like primary school I guess then like there should be like an autism evaluation too that comes mm-hmm. with that because like so many so many struggles that I've had could have been avoided if I'd known that I was autistic when I was like a kid yeah, yeah, and I feel like you still have to like what most places you still have to explain you have autism, and it's quite it's it's quite weird because um like lots of people out there still don't know what autism is and like you still have to explain it. And it's hard to explain, isn't it? Yeah, it can be. Yeah, and the and one of the issues is that so many people from like the media and like maybe people that they knew a long time ago or just like seeing like a disabled person like once or twice and like they they everybody has different opinions on what autism is um like different neurotypical people have so many different opinions and so i'm not even sure like what someone has in mind of a visual of what autism is when i tell them that and it's clear that like maybe their like their view of autism is just like a little kid screaming and banging his head against a wall because they saw it in a movie real quick and so obviously they're gonna look at me and be like you don't look autistic and we've we've all gotten that you don't look autistic yeah yeah like like yeah we all do get that like you don't look autistic and but i think the question is like how do you look autistic what is uh-huh. what what does what does someone look like that has autism? You just can't answer that. Yeah, exactly. The the only like that you imply that someone might have autism is if they're doing like a common autistic behavior, but that can still be multiple different things that you wouldn't know. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite hidden, isn't it? Um, autism. Yeah. Because um, um, you get people out there who are ashamed to have an autism don't you and like like as you said before with people getting like bullied and stuff like that it kind of puts them down and not trying not to speak and not to ask for help because of the, their, their experiences mm-hmm. yeah like what what I've tried to do with my advocacy is create kind of like a platform for kind of like a search engine of finding resources and other things like on my website and it's basically just a bunch of links and lists of books and advocates to go to if you want to learn more about autism. And oh. 
I think that it like information like that needs to be more accessible so that people don't have to go through uh, like the insecurities and anxieties when they don't have support. Okay. Well, I think that that sounds um, really, really interesting, Jess. Just like people can like search you up and, and see uh, like all the like, work you're doing and uh, like, like just offer just that support to anyone who needs it. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, and 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 now you say it, Jess. I think I, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at that as well. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> sounds really interesting. But um, like I think um, like 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 Jess, if someone were, like went to you because it, I know it's really hard to explain autism. Like, h- how would you like kind of just uh, give a, a brief de- description of autism to someone? Um, I call it a brain type. Um, and so there's neurodiversity, which is diversity of the brain. And so there are like certain core features of autism and like characteristics of autism that make up the neurotype of autism. And like, uh, there's, there's that, um, concept of, uh, the, autism spectrum is a circle that was created by um rebecca burgess i think was her name and she showed it as like a circle with like different areas that impact you like um behavior and like your senses and communication stuff like that and i really liked that idea and i kind of i kind of came up with my own spherical kind of design to um that i just posted on my instagram and and everybody liked it um and it's just got um differences uh socially emotionally behaviorally sensory and cognitively so all those different areas kind of like connect and interact in different ways and in different places for each different person and so um the it's called the spectrum because there's so many um, diverse yeah. inter like interconnections yeah, that but... happen between those five areas of your brain, I guess. Yeah, and like 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 like, like a lot of things are on the spectrum, isn't there? Like you have autism, you have Asperger's, um, which quietly get linked to each other as well. Which, mm-hmm. um, and like like um like, like like I remember before um Jess, you said like like um like um speaking like to, to, to socially to people was quite hard for you is there like a, a, anything else that like you find hard with your autism um i actually have like no concept of like being in danger and so because i can't like read people very well um if yeah. someone like was not like physically holding a knife then like people who would normally be like oh his vibes are off you know about or like i i'm no no something feels off about him like that radar doesn't go off for me and so um uh and like i'm again i kind of said i'm hyper i'm hyposensitive where i'm not very sensitive to a lot of things that um especially like going on around me physically and so kind of that lack of awareness can put me in danger sometimes yeah. um yeah the the social the social skills are like much better now but um it it can feel like social my social avoidance i guess can kind of feel like a weakness when 
I'm expected to be in social situations and like, I can't just be like, no, I don't want to and just like sit and like ignore everyone just because I don't want to be in the social situation because I'll hurt people's feelings or if they're friends and they want to talk to me and I don't want to talk to them, then, you know, um, so that can, that's kind of subjective, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm really bad at like, I guess like interoception, like feeling like what's going on in my body. And so I I have a watch uh, that reminds me to drink water every hour. Um, I won't be able to tell that I'm thirsty. Um, Stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. That is really interesting, Jess, because uh, like we're all different, aren't we? It's just really interesting here. Like someone else, like like yourself, uh, like uh, like all all the different like traits and everything. But um, I I don't know about you, Jess, but um, like, like for me, like it's a very irritating thing that I don't like. Um, you, you know when like you maybe like like the, the like eating like around like the table at a tea time and like maybe someone is like bashing their food like 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 the not like spoon on knife just cutting and scraping it and bashing and <laughs> doing all that and I, I just get I, I get quite irritated by that so I kind of I either say something I say okay can you stop <laughs> or, or or just going next door and try and eat and <laughs> sometimes I might just put my hands on my ears because I just really don't like the noise mm-hmm. uh, I kind of get like that except for like with like actual like dishes hitting each other together and so like I hate that's why I hate doing the dishes because I have to like I don't know they just always make noise <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I don't like too much noise <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, it's like it's just like I don't like going to big crowds either mm-hmm. most of the time I'm all right and like I've I like to go to concerts and yeah um I, I but like if I guess if it's more like interpersonal and it's like a party like I don't go to parties unless it's with people that I like if I know everyone who's going to be there um because I'll be expected to talk to people and I'm like what's well, the framework for talking to this person and should I talk about this or and then I f- completely forget like yeah. any option of topic to bring up and so my mind just goes blank yeah. um yeah. and like if if there's people that I don't know there then I get like really anxious of like do they like me? Am I talking too much? Am I annoying them? And then just all that thoughts going around in my head and plus the noise around me, then like that combined will make me like kind of freak out. Yeah. Um, so I just avoid those situations altogether. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, know, I know what you mean. Like, I, I, I like, I like, I do like going to concerts. Like, um, uh, uh, like before the pandemic, I went to like one or two, uh, but, um, I, I don't like um like like for one time I went to went to a football match and it got quite intense like it got overcrowded like no one was sitting in their seats and they were kind of on on top of you like like you're sardines so I don't I I I do like to have personal space like I don't like people like like on top of me it just makes me feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that way like verbally I guess. So if like a bunch of people are talking all at once, then. I just kind of like I can't like hear everything that's going on. I can't distinguish whose voice is whose and what they're saying and stuff. And it kind of feels like overload. Um, so yeah, I relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it can. Uh, it can be uh, like you don't talk. You, you wouldn't talk about these like kind of things to 
every person, would you, Jess? Because it, it's just like some people won't understand because um, they don't have autism, and it, it can just be really hard, can't it? Yeah, and uh, I I feel really blessed that I have people in my life who I am close with, and I they like if someone was to say, oh, I don't think you're really autistic, then like basically you've just dismissed the like foundational thing of who I am. So obviously you're not going to really want to be friends with me. And I have no problem just being like, okay, I'm not going to be friends with that person. And so um, I, I definitely don't take that for granted because there's for sure tons of people who can't be open about being autistic. And um, it's just really sad that there's so much judgment in the world that someone can't even be who they really are. Yeah, I think in a way with the pandemic it has helped but it can I think in a way although there's lots of bad things about the pandemic um which we all don't like but um, mm-hmm. I, I think there are some good ways about it what's happened like it, it kind of um like it kind of makes you want to make that more awareness of autism because you're like you're maybe stuck indoors a little bit more than you'd like to go out a bit more it kind of that awareness uh, like it kind of makes you want to do more mm-hmm yeah, I've I love being home. Um, like, for sure, we we don't want to dismiss all the bad things that have happened because of the pandemic. But I try to look on the positive side of everything that goes on in my life. And so, like, the positives of like social distancing and being home is because I'm naturally an introvert. Um, lot a lot of people think that autistic people are like all artistic people are introverts, but that's definitely not true. Um, but I'm I'm actually like a way way off the charts introvert. Um, to I I like being home and not talking to anybody and avoiding everything that's going on outside uh, of my little bubble, I guess. Um, and I've just been able to spend a lot of time, I guess, with self care and which I hope everyone uh, has been able to do um, with if they have all the free any free time uh because of the pandemic um i think that it's become a really good thing that people are focusing more on it um and it's given me an opportunity to be creating and uploading stuff online for like my advocacy stuff yeah so i've really i really enjoyed i'm i'm just i'm so i'm so introverted I just, (laughs) I like talking to people online and I like talking to my family and I have like four friends that I hang out with on a regular basis. And other than that, I just, I just stay home and do whatever else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a bit like you, Jess, because I, I like my own company really. (laughs) Um, um, Like, like even beforehand, coronavirus pandemic, I, I would just, go on the playstation maybe sometimes i have a bit of me time <laughs> mm-hmm. um like like just it, i think it's good to have your like, time to take to have that self-care to yourself because um i don't think you're gonna have like after the pandemic things will probably start getting back to normal but um it's never gonna be the same is it no no yeah yeah it's so weird to think about. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. But um, like, I think like, legit, like it, it 
like unlike you as well just like just thinking about all the good things about what's happened through the mm-hmm. pandemic and like um just chilling maybe watching netflix <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I, know, I know you don't have netflix but um like <laughs> watching all those um like films maybe because it's coming up to christmas time but um mm-hmm. it's all i think it, it, uh, that's what makes it fun doesn't it yeah for sure yeah. and i think that with the pandemic and having people having to social distance then other neurotypical people are getting more of an idea of what autistic people have to go through and um how they how they have to like accommodate a bunch of different things and adjust to new stuff all the time then neurotypical people have had to like accommodate all these new and like crazy stuff that's been going on and wearing masks and not going out or whatever and it I think that it's it could really help it could be like for in in years years later past this it can be a good example to use for like explaining autism yeah I think I totally agree and like like for throughout what's happened and just like like that just to think of it there'll be people out there probably now like trying to get a diagnosis for autism during the pandemic which can be quite Mm -hmm. scary yeah for sure yeah because i i know it's a tough battle to try to get diagnosed Mm -hmm. i was i was really lucky because my dad works in the hospital and he knew exactly where to like get like uh like a referral from or and he knew the people who would be like talking to me and stuff but like some lots of hospitals don't have anything like that um yeah and yeah some some people will have to like go to like travel to like a bigger city to find a like a diagnostician or something and so there's actually a really there's a great um resource i think it's it might be oh i can't remember where it is it's on my website it's linked on my website um and it's kind of like a um directory for like where to get diagnosed and like so you just type in like your zip code and it will pop up with like a like a bunch of a list of like professionals who are near that area um that like you can go to get diagnosed from oh it's from the asperger autism network okay and it's just like it's like a search bar that you just type it in and you can find someone so like if if that was more known by by people who need to get diagnosed and by people who actually do diagnosing and they can put their info inside of it that's like a really good resource yeah i think i think that's a a brilliant resource jess so uh, like i i I would totally recommend uh, everyone, anyone who's listening, to definitely t- t- check out um, like like your page, Jess, because it has lots of uh, information on there, like especially on your website as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. compiling it for a while, so yeah. it's kind of just all there. Yeah, all there, <laughs> yeah. or on your page. Yeah, like um, do do. Like, do you spend quite a lot of work w- with your page, just like, um, like, 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 with, uh, like, working on like different posts, like awareness for autism? I do. I think that 
it's probably my main hobby at this point. And um, I went to college for English, and so I have an English degree. Um, so I've always liked writing, and this has kind of been like using that stuff that I've learned. Um, and so it feels it feels nice that I didn't get that degree for nothing. Um, <laughs> it's going to good use. Um, I probably I probably spend every day on Instagram on my Instagram page, um, and maybe like once a week I'll check the updates on my website and, or my Patreon. Um, I I started doing YouTube videos every Monday, um, but it just I I just kind of um, do it whenever I feel like it now. So yeah. it's not on a strict schedule, but I still try to be consistent with everything. Yeah, I think I think I think I think like um, a routine is a uh, like a lot of people of autism. That's quite important, isn't it? A routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With with routines, then I kind of have like a a framework of like what I'm supposed to do, and I if if I don't have something like that I do regularly, then I'll forget about it. Um, I, I kind of like out of sight, out of mind is a thing. And so if I don't have like, if I don't look inside my fridge, then I will not like realize, oh, I have the option to eat this for lunch right now. And I'll just like not eat. And so uh, I try I try to make routines, like even just mini routines uh, with everything that I do, because then it keeps me focused and helps yeah. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think like routine is routine is really important, and it's probably changed quite a bit, hasn't it? And like for throughout the pandemic, and like like mm-hmm. like maybe not a lot, maybe not not maybe not too much for us uh, when we're kind of used to being at home. <laughs> but um, but it's a uh, like it does. Uh, I think in a way, it can impact you like your mental health too. Um, mm-hmm. with quite a lot of people with autism, like just like especially like if you're like some people are quite severe and with autism and they kind of just get into process what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. yeah i i'm definitely like if you if you get to know me then it's really clear like oh yeah she's definitely autistic you know and so it's not really um like something that i don't know it's not a it wasn't a surprise to any of my family you know and so when people acknowledge that about me then they sort of understand me a lot better um than they would have without it and one of the reasons that i struggled with like my mental health as a teenager is because I wasn't diagnosed. And so like, I feel like getting diagnosed could have fixed a lot of it um, because it, it wasn't all these things that were wrong with me. It was just a product of me being autistic in a neurotypical geared world. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, 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 and like, and like, um, like, like, I think for me, the things that will have inflected through the pandemic is, uh, of course, I'm used to my own company at home, everything. But I did always, I, was, I like to socialize more. Like I, I, I like to socialize with my friends, like family I haven't seen. I think that's one of the things that's been quite sad about it. All. 
not not seeing friends and family and everything. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends that uh, live far away, anyways, and yeah. so um, it wasn't that big of a issue for me, I guess. Okay. Um, and I live with I live with my family, yeah. and so kind of just have my own little bubble right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the same, and like um, in a way, uh, that's another good thing about it. Like you, you tend to spend maybe more time with your family than maybe you didn't. Well, before pandemic mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it's a it's a i think like i i also remember um like but like early years when i had autism i was quite shy i'm like really shy just about speaking to new people um mm. like I, I would just stand there and i wouldn't say anything <laughs> i'll mm-hmm. just be too shy and i'll just nod my head <laughs> but but now uh um, I tend, I'm okay. Uh, I'm more confident. Um, like, like um, we're speaking to different people, and, um, if they have autism or they don't. Um, I think that this podcast uh, kind of helps doing boost your confidence too. I I like I love listening to autism podcasts and hearing all all of the differences that different autistic people have, and I think it's a really good resource. Yeah. Uh, like um, I think the main reason was Jess for the podcast was, um, like j- j- just because you're stuck at home really and you, you haven't got much to do, um. So I thought, well, why not? Why not do a podcast? I haven't done one before, so I see how it turns out. And it's, I think it turns out it's it's done pretty good, all right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, but um, well, what I do like about the podcast, Jess, is just it's not all based around autism. It's like um, because I have Crohn's as well, like um, not IBD, where I kind of kind of like to mix it up. Like maybe one week speak about autism, then the next week about IBD. So I think that's a, a good way, like just to mix it up, so um, you can have a kind of mixture. Mhm. Yeah. And cool. because there's lots of like coexisting conditions that autistic people will like have, and it's a recognizable pattern, like. Every single autistic has like gut problems or something. Like we're we're all like celiac or we have like irritable bowel syndrome or we're. But mine, I don't even know what mine is. I, it like my stomach just hurt like constantly when I was a teenager, and I like I'm a vegetarian now because I stopped eating meat at the time to try and fix like whatever it was. And like I don't know, it doesn't. It's 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 pretty much good now, but like. Um, there's so many different like coexisting conditions that go along with autism that are important to recognize. So I really like that you're combining all of it. Yeah, because uh, I think it, it, it's really good because at first it was just like, at the start, it was kind of just me speaking about like one episode, just me speaking about my Crohn's disease and then autism. And then kind of, and then I thought, People could get bored of me, aren't they? Just me speaking every week. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought, hang on, no, I, I, I like to get more people on my podcast. So uh, it kind of helps. It does, that does help your own mental health, doesn't it? Just speaking on a screen rather than just like texting people and like FaceTime is good as well. But um, yeah. I think face to face does really help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, 
I think um, a podcast, like, like you say, is a good way like to spend the time if you're just inside, isn't it? Like um, just just um, just having a listen about autism, IBD. I think it's a good way to go for the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I always ask people what new hobby they picked up uh, after social distancing became a thing. Uh, like, mm-hmm. A bunch of people have just like been trying new things and it's cool yeah yeah i think trying new things is really important like um like we kind of we do learn things all the time don't we and just like even with autism i think like you're gonna learn lots of things there's lots of things to talk about isn't there yeah for sure and we we kind of sometimes won't do new things if we don't know what to expect from them yeah um i personally like to keep a lot of things like how they are so that um when i do like try a new thing then i have like things like routines to fall back on just in case and like if like the worst that could happen is i don't like it or i'm not good at it so i'm just trying another new thing yeah like uh, like uh, i'm kind of the same like i'll be a bit like uh, like i won't be like very confident about trying new things all the time like I think it was uh, yesterday actually and the other day I, I tried um I was having dinner and my mum put some coleslaw on the plate <laughs> and, uh, I, I, and I said no don't put it on the plate <laughs> she put it on the plate <laughs> but um and I said why you put it on the plate I said no and then um and then I'll say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try that I'm not gonna try that just leave it there now I said I should, should I take it off now I said no no point. <laughs> it's on the plate now. And then, <laughs> and then I did try it in the end, and um, and I actually quite liked it. But I was kind of thinking because I'm used to having like my normal food that I'm quite used to because Crohn's you can't eat certain things. So I, I maybe a bit nervous if it could have caused me some pain or something. But mm-hmm. um, it, it was nice. It's it's kind of like um, um like it, it reminds me of the dip where you have um breadsticks and, and, you, and, you, and, you, and, you, and you put it in that kind of dip where like the different flavors and it's quite nice but um like trying new things is I think quite important mm-hmm. yeah especially for like w- autistics who are very like sensory focused then like if you're sensory seeking then like definitely like make it a point to try new things and like be adventurous with stuff because you you never know when you can find something that's like a sensory dream yeah yeah like for me like i i was i at some point at some point i was just like i want to go to disneyland or something like that because i miss the sensory experience of like being on like a roller coaster yeah and i i used to think that they were really scary and I, I didn't want to do them, but I just kind of realized, okay, maybe not upside down, like crazy yeah. type, but like just regular roller coasters. Like that is like, it's just, oh, it makes me stim. <laughs> yeah. Like I, 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 I actually remember going my first roller coaster upside down and I was thinking to myself, oh, like what? Like I think my, my dad like t- t- took me on it. So okay, come on, let's go. And hold my hand and he take me to the roller coaster and, and then I'm on it and, and then I say to him I'm, I want to get off I want to get off and he's like no you can't you can't, oh, no. <laughs> you can't now and I think in, in, to myself I said I, I want to do this too because I just want to like because I've never been on that one that goes upside down before 
and I went on it and it and it was quite cool and like at the time and I was like <gasps> and I, I, like because as you do you, I, I, you just think wait I got my phone oh, it's not zipped up <laughs> <laughs> and then then and then you kind of I think actually one time it, it wasn't actually zipped up so I was, I was kind of more focused on my phone than the actual ride <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite a it's fun experience because I think they go quite fast as well like mm-hmm. it's only like maybe less than half a minute and it's just um like i think it, it, it's good to do things like maybe outside your comfort zone that you're not used to mm-hmm. yeah at the same time like it's you to be able to do that then you have to make sure that you are putting boundaries in place where you need to and yeah. so that you you can try new things without feeling anxious and stressed yeah yeah, I, I think I think uh, I totally agree. And like, uh, if people do need to take like um sensory tunnel, like say a sensory object onto the ride, that, uh, that 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 should be fine because or or, or anything like or just unless and because I, I I know people that have had autism because I, I I I actually I I I went to um kind of a, a um a school with people that had autism and like the the the, 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 the the different needs like autism or spurgis um all, all those are different needs and you can just like see that people in the different classes that had um had the, those special needs and had the sensory toys and there's even a soft play room a sensory room as well mm-hmm. which um r- really good that's really cool and like if i'd gotten diagnosed as a kid then like i would have like loved to experience like that like even even in like public school the like they separate kids too much and like if other kids were able to like meet autistic kids or kids of other disabilities then it it would be less much less stigmatized as an adult yeah yeah i think i think it like i I didn't go there straight away actually i um i went to um it was like um, it, it was a school, just like like a, a big school where everyone would go after you finish um, primary school, and mm. they, they, they didn't really understand me, and like it, it was quite hard because I say I had autism, and they would just say I'm fine all the time, and I I wasn't, and I was, I was kind of hidden at that point because I wasn't confident. I was very low confidence. I wasn't. I was thinking I was going to fail everything. <laughs> I was. Mm. I, I was like, oh, bad, bad myself. And then like, I'll come home each day. I'd get asked by my family, saying, "Have you had a good day?" And I'd just say, "No, every day." Like, mm. like, like, as you do. Like, parents ask you, don't they? Like, I've had a good day, <laughs> but it, it wasn't. And then as soon as I, I was only there a year, which was good. It wasn't no longer than a year, and because it's quite hard. It, Although it's really hard to get diagnosed, it's even harder to get into like a school like that that have people mm-hmm. with autism, different kind of needs like like yourself. But mm-hmm. yeah, it can be a very hard process. That that's understandable, yeah. And like it's it's good that they have those types of accommodations too. Um, yeah. and like that's why I push like community with like my autism advocacy because when we are together as a community then you'll have support systems from other people and it's it just makes everything a lot easier yeah 
even just to know that like okay i have like the same differences as these other people it's not just me i'm not alone yeah which was like the big a big thing for me because i always felt like i was weird and different from everybody and i was never gonna find people who understood me and now i feel like i do yeah like i i kind of say like sometimes um like like if I'm not good at something, I'll say I'm dumb because I've got autism. I kind of say that. But I only say that because, um, like, it's just, like, you do feel like that sometimes. Like, like because you've got autism, it may, makes you different. But then, then you can, then you tend to learn it doesn't. It makes you even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always push, like, no, I, I just, I guess I don't push it. But I, I always focus on positivity and finding, like, the good side of things. Yeah. Um, because that is personally what works for me. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, and like I think, like for through the years with everyone, if you have autism or not, you you you've, you're pretty low on confidence, and you, you gain that confidence from speaking to different people and and just uh, engaging as well. Mhm. Yeah. But uh, I I know it can be really hard. Mhm. Yeah. What what I like. To, about being an autism advocate is that I have the knowledge that maybe like being open about like myself that I've made it a little bit easier for other people yeah yeah and 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 just uh, do you feel like or like with autism do you think that should be kind of like a subject maybe at school or something that like other people can learn oh yeah for sure um I I think that there's a lot of really good books written by autistic people about like kind of a, a, like a biography form or autobiography form, I guess, uh, about like their experiences and their, um, how, how they see autism that I think would be good um, for people to read. Um, and also like there, there should be like trusted res- resources that are trusted by the autistic community that, need to like go through like scrutiny to be like accepted as like by autistic people before putting it out to like kids who might not understand um like you have to be careful with what you're what you're teaching kids because they're so impressionable and so it it would have it i think that there should be like uh, an autistic nonprofit or like some kind of like system that they like verified by the autistic community or something like that you can like see that stamped in a book so that you know that it's like approved by autistic people um so you know in the future maybe that'll be a thing uh for every single like publishing company yeah uh, uh, let's hope so (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah because um that, I think that being very important because I know teachers do get all, all, like trained for autism and it, it's very important for autism because um I think uh, like uh, at, at my school actually um because I I think a teacher told me to go and have lunch and about, like after I got I got told to have lunch and I went to have lunch and apparently um that, that wasn't what she meant and uh, she she didn't mean that um I, I, I was getting quite confused and then from there like people not understanding what like well, not me not understanding I think both it got very um confusing 
So I think from there it got uh, to a stage where teachers um, had to have uh, like some autism training, and um, it, uh, that was kind of down to me because um, mm. I, I kind of said, um, and then like I think the the the, the, the head of the school um, that like the, the second head of the schools. Um, said there's going to be some teacher training for more staff in the, in the school, which I thought was brilliant because the more training, the better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like every school, um, anywhere with kids, um, in every hospital, like needs to have like disabilities training, especially for autistics, um, because it's it it's a cognitive difference as well, and so it's not it's not it's more than just like physical stuff as well and uh different like in communication in cognition and so if people were to know so like some of the most basic stuff that what we think is like the most basic stuff about autism then a lot less people will be going through like the kind of stuff that they go through when it, people just don't know how to accommodate their autistic differences. Yeah, yeah. and I think I find with me, uh, like maybe a couple of people, maybe if you're into one thing, um, you may be able to talk about it more. Like, uh, like maybe like to go talk about it onto someone, and they might find it annoying. But and like in our own minds, we don't find it annoying. Like, like because uh, I think we thought we spoke. We spoke before about Doctor Who, didn't we? And I think I think we probably could, we we could have spent the whole podcast talking about Doctor Who, maybe, <laughs> but because mm-hmm. yeah. we both like it. But I think um, it, 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 like it, with autism, if you if you're into something, um, um, yeah, you're very engaged into it. You 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 go on about it quite a lot. Oh yeah, I I have like really intense hyper focus, like special interests, and yeah. so like for like two weeks straight then I'll just like only be thinking about this one thing and then it kind of like it kind of slows down after about two weeks but like usually for for about two weeks then I'm like really strongly like really interested in learning everything about this thing and then when I've kind of learned more about it then like my my brain kind of slows down with it but it's still always like a part of me um so it, it can be like uh I have to like ask myself like okay is this a certain uh situation where i can talk to this person about this one thing for like 20 minutes right now or should we just be like hi how's it going you know catch each other up on our lives and stuff like that first <laughs> yeah i think i think just like like you can get it's, it's quite in like you, you get quite happy don't you when you talk about one thing and like you, you really like that thing and um and then you you kind of can't stop talking about it <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. yeah yeah, I like uh, I I'm ten like that with Doctor Who because I, I quite like it, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll talk about like like because there's if there's like an an, exp- like, an an experience that you go to to see all the see all the uh, um people like I'll be like uh, talk about that talk, talk about the show it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a it's, it, it, it's good like to like even in a, a pandemic or even before the pandemic it, it was just. I think it's a uh, very important just to with conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like I think that I when I do videos for YouTube, then I'm usually talking about the one specific subject, but I have to do like a bunch of editing and cutting because I'll like go off on tangents. And I <laughs> but I try to keep it 
in there, like just enough so that like you kind of know that I've been like that, that, that I've like kind of been doing that because it's a part of being autistic, you know, sometimes yeah. I'll, when I like lose my train of thought and I'll just be like, what was I thinking about? Then I'll just leave that in the video because like, <laughs> it, that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I, I'm totally the same. Like I, I, I do, I have my own YouTube as well, but like uh, earlier this year when I was doing, I, I was kind of saying I'll do an, put an episode on there a week and then now I'm like, I'll just do it. Um, like like um when I can or, or but what I tend to do I just put it on my I put it on YouTube and then I just still put it on my Instagram because um mm -hmm. so it's on both but like I'm like you like sometimes I'll do a video I'll, I'll be doing a video and I'll be repeat I, I would actually be repeating myself what I've said about two or three times mm -hmm. I'll be I'll be saying the same thing and I probably have on the podcast <laughs> a couple of times um but yeah. Um, I do that too. <laughs> yeah, like I'll just say the same thing a couple of times, and I probably won't, I won't even know I'm doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and you look back at it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just basically saying the exact same three thing three different ways." Yeah, and I have yeah. to cut it out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I think my my mum actually because uh, she, she normally records me, and she she'll say, "Um, like at the end, uh, Mason, you, you you said that about three times in the video." <laughs> Like, what, 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 like when I record you again, just say it once. <laughs> yeah, but um, in a way, it can be good if you repeat yourself because like the people who are listening might not have caught it the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it might be helping. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never know, indeed. Yeah, so um, like, like, like um, like, like, like with autism, um, um, yes, um. Do you, do you talk to like many people that have autism as well? I do online mostly. Um, but I, I've made a lot of friends over Instagram. And so I like to think that, um, that we, we share a bunch of stuff, uh, to like spread awareness and support each other. Um, and there's, there's a few accounts on Instagram that are specifically like, autism advocacy um like pages that i follow and we'll just like sometimes send each other stuff just because we think that like the other person would like it so i like uh, i i answer like every single message that i get from another autistic person um and i get a lot of questions too that i'll like answer um give advice uh if i have knowledge on the area or um, e even just someone like saying, hi, uh, I have autism, uh, like, thanks for your page, then I always answer them and send purple hearts. That's my thing. I don't know why. Um, uh, oh, yeah. It's a definitely like a community of people that it, it feels really special to me um, because they, like, they listened to me when I was not diagnosed yet when I was really insecure about it and they gave me great advice and so um I love all my all my autistic online friends <laughs> yeah yeah like like I think I think that's a really good to like make friends like with your autism community because um it can be hard to find like quite a lot I like like just any kind of 
I think. But like, like, like going back to the Purple Hearts, I, like, I actually use Purple Hearts quite a lot as well. And I, I think, I think that's due to like having Chromes. And I, ever since I have Chromes, I'd use the Purple Heart because the Purple Heart, like, Purple is like the Chrome's color. So I try, okay. I'd kind of send Purple Hearts all the time. So I think <laughs> that's the main reason for that. And yeah, I I like it. Everyone has their their little thing that they do. Yeah, yeah. Not for autism, I'll do blue hearts <laughs> because mm-hmm. um, although it's like a puzzle, isn't it? Or, um, mm-hmm. the autism yeah. logo, and I, I don't know. Is it? Uh, is it blue 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 or or like? But blue is the one for me. But there are, there's all can be all sorts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the like red, like uh, yeah. do red instead. Um, uh, instead of uh, autism speaks and so a lot of people will do red and then a lot of people just do like rainbow because like the rainbow infinity sign is kind of becoming the the new puzzle piece and yeah. I think it's prettier and I like it um, yeah 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 I, I think uh, well if it, I think it's been a, a really good chat Jess because uh it's been a really good talk about autism and everything we do, like you do, and I think it's brilliant what you're doing, Jess. Thank you. Yeah, and and, and just one last thing, Jess. Um, like, um, like, like you get to would like like um, I know you've get given quite a lot of advice already, but it, 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 if you had like any more for like uh, like um, people with autism, is there anything else that you would say? Uh, yeah, I would I would say definitely look at yourself and your autistic strengths and um, accept those strengths and weaknesses that you have because it all is what makes you who you are. And like when you like who you are, then it means that you have accepted that autism is a part of you and that you're going to be yourself no matter what. And I think self-acceptance is really important for your own personal success in your life and being happy yeah yeah i think i think that's i totally agree with that and like with acceptance it's a it's very important i think like mm-hmm. just um it's, it's quite a set that some people don't get accepted for having autism and some people do get judged don't they but um i think uh especially I, 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 like if anyone has experienced that i would uh to just try not get that like let you down like 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 you said yes like like they're being a uh, not on a high note about everything um it's a it's good thank yeah. you for having yeah. me yeah i think it's been a really good chat jess and i think we should that we should um definitely keep in touch yeah for sure yeah so, so, so thank you jess and uh have a nice rest of the day you too thank you <laughs>